Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Nutrition Lifestyles with Kim and Joanne. I'm Joanne. And I'm Kim. And I know it's been a while. We've been gone for a while. And we're about to get into where we've been, what we've been up to. And we're just going to be talking about life this episode so we can catch up, guys. So today, what are we talking about, Kim? Because this was your idea. Well, let's talk about where we've been. You know, I'm pretty sure that a lot of people want to know. I went to the Food and Nutrition Conference and Expo and a few people were like, yo, Kim, did you and Joanne stop doing a podcast? I'm like, no, we're on a little hiatus. We're getting episodes together. So let's just update people on life, what has been happening, how we've been doing. Um, so I was, telling, I was telling Joanna, like, I'm pretty boring. She's like, no, Kim, you got this, this, and this to talk about. But let me turn it over to you. What have you been up to? I've been up to a lot. Okay? <laughs> I've been up to a lot. I, I've been having more kids. I feel like when we started this podcast, I was pregnant with my fourth. Um, mm-hmm. And then I actually had a pandemic baby. So he's my fifth. And it was just a toll on me. And it wasn't that, I guess, if I tried extra, extra hard, I couldn't have done this podcast but that extra hardness was just an energy that I wasn't willing to right. extra go to the extra mile for so I've been raising babies this last year and trying to really get into a groove with some of my kids being back into school because you know mm-hmm. they were mm-hmm. schooled at home during the pandemic um you know like a lot of the counties were doing that and then so we were like really back into the school system last year and we had to get back into a groove we had to get back into a groove of having two kids at home me working from home full time because I'm no longer in a clinical setting and what else can I do what extra stuff can I do and y'all know those who have babies know like the first year can be tiring you really can set a schedule but that schedule can be altered by that child you're really on that child's schedule. And that's what it was for me. I had a lot of that going on. I worked on a lot of projects. I did work on a lot of projects that we've had planned, my husband and I, but it took me all year to do. And I'm still even now working on them. I mean, this is my life. This is what's, you know? Right. And also think too, you know, with everyone, just the whole entire year last year, just get trying to get back into the swing of things. You know, we call it like a post-pandemic world or post-panini world. I'm not sure if I'm even allowed to say that or be censored, <laughs> but I feel like everyone's just tired. It's There's this burnout that is associated with the pandemic. And even though some people may be home, they may be inside a bit more, it's just burnout of trying to show up every day, mm-hmm. not realizing that it's important to take care of yourself and your family first. Right. So guys, that's where, that's where we've been. We've been taking a much needed hiatus. Yeah. I know yeah. for me, I finally left the clinical setting. Um, it was tiring <laughs> and I was done. I was over it. Um, if you guys don't know, I was the only dietitian in my hospital setting and I held that position down for 10 years oh with God. no consistent PRN, not consistently taking or using up my vacation time and seeing that I was a salary position, you either use it or lose it. 
So I just decided, you know what, I'm going to start putting me first instead of putting the hospital first. And of course the hospital was upset. Of course they still call me to this day. <laughs> um, but I decided just to take that leap of faith and start my own practice. Well, the practice was in existence already, mm-hmm. but I wanted to go into it full-time instead of doing it part-time or PRN whenever I had time. So I made that leap. And it has been, it has definitely been a quite of a learning experience, quite of an eye-opening experience. It has taught me a lot, but I'm fully into my private practice at this time. So here I am. And you out here creating programs and stuff to help people because your stuff is booming. You can't even do it one-on-one like you want to anymore. No, no. Creating courses and stuff. I'm telling you, I definitely can't do it one-on-one anymore. So I, you know, doing the one-on-one because I, I left the hospital January 4th of 2022. So I recently celebrated like my, my one year anniversary. So doing the one-on-one was giving a lot of myself because look, when I do one-on-one, I do one-on-one. I am the dietitian in your back pocket, but that really burnt me out. So I realized to do the group coaching And the fall of last year was more effective of my time and my energy. And it's it's just amazing to me how much people, especially during the pandemic, who had a diagnosis of some type of inflammation or diabetes or high blood pressure, high cholesterol, anything. So especially seeing diversity in this space during a time where people are taking their health into their own hands, Mm -hmm. it's it's. I guess life-changing. I mean, I've met some people that have totally changed my life and definitely being still being in contact with them. Like, all right, Kim, you know, this is what I'm doing and da-da-da-da-da. Thank you so much. So that's what I've been up to. So if okay. y'all see the bags underneath my eyes. No, we do not. <laughs> there are no bags underneath your eyes. You know, it's probably the concealer, but yes. <laughs> I mean, it's it's been it's been a toll on a lot of people. And I think you know, going into the pandemic, we had to learn a new norm of life mm-hmm. because we've been used to this hustle and bustle life for so long of waking up da 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 yeah. da until our head hits the pillow. And yeah. then pandemic basically sat our behinds down. And we had to, for two years, for a lot of people, of course, the um, first responders were still always in it. But a mm-hmm. lot of us, we got sat down and for two years, two and a half, three years, we learned this new way of life. Mm-hmm. And then now things are opening up. Like, I don't know about y'all, but I was the girl that was wearing them heels. Okay. <laughs> I was wearing them six inch heels. No problem. Mm-hmm. I can't wear those things like that anymore. I have to get back in the groove. And because I'm working from home Mm -hmm. and I have kids, more kids now, I don't really go out like I used to. So I don't get to wear these heels anymore. And it's like something as basic as that. Mm -hmm. I got out of the habit of doing it. And now I don't know how to do it. I'm I'm six inches, but even the four inches. You can't, I'm, I'm telling you, honestly, during the, the whole entire time that we took off, my uniform has become either like sweats or exercise clothes. That's what I'm the most comfortable in. Right. Even if I have to like run anywhere, it's like sweats or exercise clothes. So I definitely feel you. It's for me, it's not the norm anymore to 
you know, be all dressed up and Face. dresses. No, right. it's not. Like today, we got on the bare minimum, Joanne, and we still making it. No, Joanne got on a filter, okay? Um, <laughs> I don't even have the bare minimum on. Well, I got a lip gloss. I got lip gloss mm-hmm. on. It's it's a filter because this is my life. And because we are professionals and mm-hmm. we are deemed to be at like our bar needs to be higher when we present ourselves. Right. I had a lot of trouble with that, especially, you know, since we're content creators, I'm yeah. like, when I go on Instagram, I need to look a certain way. I need to do this. I need to do that. And mm-hmm. it just got tiring. I'm like, I can't, then, I can't do this. And the pandemic really helped because all of us were coming out here busted. And so I kept busted. a little bit of that bustedness um, because I too am coming to y'all in, you know, workout gear and I'm not always dressed up because mm-hmm. that takes a lot of time to do. And the information that I'm presenting to you that we are presenting to you is still of value. Why right. does it matter if I'm not beat faced and dressed in, uh, you know, some kind of outfit that you guys feel is more professional than, you right. know, you know, right. so that's, like that I, couldn't, I can take it. I definitely feel like that too. And also too, seeing that we're dabbling in the TikTok space, um, you know, talking to my nieces, you know, my niece is about to be 18 years old. Um, and she's like, no, you don't have to be all dressed up like you are on Instagram or not necessarily dressed up, but, you know, to have on lip gloss and, you know, to make sure that you're looking presentable she was like some right. people be laying, laying down in their bed in their some beds people, some people have on their night clothes for two three days this is what we need to tell me and you know I consult her so she was like auntie you don't have to worry about the presentation as much as you do the content like what you're saying the words coming right. out of your mouth right. so I remember there was one tiktok video I made and oh my gosh so busted you can see the bags underneath my eyes sleepy and guess what? The video did great because it's more focused on the content. Right. It's more authentic too. Exactly. 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 And that's what she was saying. They want to know who, who are you really? Is, is everything really um, flowers and petals right. and roses and perfumes? They're like, no, they want to see the ugly side as well. Right. I'm like, okay let me show the ugly side. Let right. me show, you know, the side of my office that is not well kept because I've been working all day. Let me show the side of my kitchen where, you know what, I have not put away the dishes or there's some food on the stove that's cooking right now. So definitely, I think, I think being at home has changed everyone to realize they want authenticity, as you said, they want the real you. Um, so you're absolutely right with that. Yeah. And I'm actually loving TikTok because of that. I'm loving TikTok more so than Instagram because I feel like I could be more Mm -hmm. my authentic self and I don't have to worry about, okay, how is this going? Maybe because I'm starting from the bottom Mm -hmm. um, and I guess it's whatever goes. I don't know, but I'm a little bit more comfortable on TikTok um, Mm -hmm. than I am on Instagram because I feel like I can just give them the message that I want to give them and not have to worry, worry, you know? about what y'all are going to think. Right, I agree. So, I mean, the message here that we have as a mother of five and an adult with really busy life that Kim (laughs) has, what we're trying to say is 
be yourself, be your authentic self. Don't let, you know, what the perception is of what our lives are supposed to be in regards to this perfectness, um, yeah. this curated um, look that you see out there sometimes or a lot of times really on social media. That's not real life. And we know that a lot of us are coming out of the pandemic world being, you know, trying to find where our life is. Mm-hmm. And we're all doing it the same. And that's what we have to, as professionals had to do. That's what a lot of other people had to do. And it's it's okay. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Don't judge yourself. Give yourself grace. Don't judge yourself. Don't compare yourself. Um, do what you need to do to survive out there, okay? Exactly. Exactly. And also too, set boundaries. So my word for 2022 has been boundaries. Um, people's jobs, stressing them out, the wazoo. Realize you are dispensable. They can easily get rid of you, rid of you and replace you. And I feel a lot of people are realizing that just from the burnout. Like even look at the nursing profession. There's a huge influx of people coming from other countries because there's a nursing shortage. Right. Nursing shortage. So just realize... Yeah, put you first. Yeah, people have been quitting. People have realized that, you know, I can only trust what I'm doing at this point, especially when it looks like we're going into a recession if we're not already there. Of course, what you mean look like? I definitely think we're headed toward, have you seen the price Listen, okay, you, I, I told Mike, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm afraid of chickens, so I don't have no chickens in my backyard. You're afraid of chickens? Oh yeah. I mean, I'm I'm afraid of animals. I am. I'm not (laughs) that. I wouldn't see myself going out feeding chickens. But if I could, maybe if I can get my boys into it, I'll have some eggs in the backyard. But this is what people are going to. And a lot Mm -hmm. of people are like saying, um, you know, even if you live like in a regular residential area, it's not like some homesteady type of Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. place. Some counties are allowing people to hold and house chickens. Look, let me tell you, probably two blocks over, my neighbor has maybe like six chickens in the backyard. And this is a homeowners association that I live in. Yeah, me too. And they have not said anything. And these people have bought six chickens. And I'm walking the other day and I'm like, why does it smell like this outside? I look to my left and I see them chickens in the backyard. I see a rooster and I was just like, what is this? What yeah. is this coming to? So yeah. people are definitely not playing about trying to, you know, save money. And then on top of that too, I was watching something on TV talking about the working poor, especially like in the Orlando area that I'm close to that the working poor is going to increase. So I, the last time you came to Orlando, Joanne, I'm pretty sure that you saw that they're really building up the place. I mean, they're always, they're always building in Orlando. It's always building. So mm-hmm. now it's becoming much more concentrated and the price of rent is going up. Mm. So people can no longer afford the rent. So they have to go to like halfway houses. And even some people like in an in a, um, apartment complex are choosing to live together, like two families merging and living together because they can't afford it. So this, this class of being working poor mm. is really 
putting a spin on things. The working poor part reminds me of an article that I read recently for Atlanta, where mm-hmm. they said that it would take four people working with the minimum wage that is offered here in the Atlanta area mm-hmm. to be able to rent like the cheapest apartment, like an apartment. Are you kidding me? Down in Atlanta proper. So yeah, this wow. is where we're at. And, and it, honestly, it's so sad because, you know, when you put people's finances into the mix of things, the last thing that they care about is the type of foods that they're eating. And then they eat a lot of these inflammatory foods because right. they're so cheap. You know, I remember right. I had a client tell me one time that it's more advantageous for her to buy two burgers at a local, you know, McDonald's Burger King instead of buying a bag of apples for the same price because it's the burgers is going to fill her stomach. It's going to right. fill her child's stomach and it's right. going to put something on her stomach so she can take her medication. Absolutely. Versus this apple, which look, next 30 Off minutes, you're hungry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, I'm just really realizing that a lot more lifestyle related diseases are going to come up, especially wow, yeah. for communities of color mm-hmm. and individuals that can't financially withstand what is going on with the inflammatory prices. Right. Because at the end of the day, it comes down to the almighty dollar. You know, don't get me started on my conspiracy theories. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I have them, you know, I have them. we'll talk off air about that. But I really see that. I'm like, all right, pandemic. Okay, inflation. I'm like, okay, why are they targeting communities? Anyway. Right, right. Don't want no one to come it, for me. That's what it is. And, and we're always going to be food first. Mm-hmm. You need to feed your family. You need to eat because you need to eat. Mm-hmm. So then after the food first part, then we move towards what can we do if we can mm-hmm. with the dollars that you do have to get you food that has more nutritious value right. for the bucks that you got. If we got to go to Dollar Tree or is it dollar and five cents tree now? What is it? Is it dollar five? I think a dollar fifty cents. Like it's not a dollar tree anymore because people no, are like dollar like tree anymore. Yeah, yeah, so it's more. It's a little bit more, but it's less than two dollars. If we gotta go there, if we gotta go to food pantries, if we gotta, yeah. you know, figure it out what we're gonna do for your area. You know, Kim and I, like if you were our clients or whatever it was, or if you're following us on Instagram or um, any part, any social media platform you know, the content we've put out there, you know, we try to figure out ways that you can do things for cheap. Mm-hmm, it has mm-hmm. to be canned, if it has to be frozen, if you got to mm-hmm. merge them, you know, to incorporate what you need to incorporate to make your, give your family nutrition, nutrition. as much as you can, you got to do it's survival out here. We're trying to survive. And, mm-hmm. you know, we don't want us, especially minority communities, 10, 20 years from now, you know, suffering much more than they suffered before because of what has happened. Correct. Correct. I agree with that. You know, even yesterday too, I was speaking to someone and he just like really shed some light on me related to the subsidies that his organization gets. So it's like a food pantry. And 
he tells me, you know, like when, I, I don't know how it's done. I need to actually go there and see it. Mm. But the government has some form of subsidy where because he has like a 501c organization, mm-hmm. he's able to buy like beef for like 19 cents a pound. He's able to buy eggs for like a couple cents a carton. And like all like this produce, all this meat, all of this bread. And he just goes around and delivers it to families that are in need. Wow. And I'm like, do we need to form an alliance? (laughs) I know. Do you know how much beef is? I know. I know because I saw something that someone posted about getting together. I feel like it was like two or three families. They got together mm-hmm. together and they bought a whole cow. And they said mm-hmm. it was cheaper to do that, to buy the whole cow and have whomever it is dip it up between it, the three of them and lasting them months. As opposed to like going to the store and buying individual. Like she had a, a fridge in her garage, like a deep freezer in her garage that was specifically for the, the, the parts of the cow that she got i don't blame her i don't don't blame her that's amazing yeah it is that's amazing oh yeah this is this is what it is guys this is what we've been so you know we want you guys like you know have the conversation with us let us know what you've been doing to survive out there how has life been since post panic yeah I think I said the full word already. So they're probably going to get me. (laughs) They're going to get it. They're going to get it. They're going to get it. So what has life been for you? Like, what have y'all been doing? How have you been surviving? Because I feel like the more conversations we have about this and the less that we are, you know, ashamed about whatever it is or wherever we're at, there is somebody out there who's just like you and whatever tips of survival that you have may help someone that you didn't think was going to help. It may help many people. So let's have this conversation and let us know how has life been for you and what you've been doing to survive. Correct. That's absolutely right. I know for me, like I'm definitely looking for deals, definitely looking for bargains. Like that person I met yesterday, oh, he's my new best friend. (laughs) I'm like, oh, okay, you need help picking up the stuff? Sure. What what time? The same place and the location. Oh my God. Because honestly, like I mean, I encourage everyone, like these churches, these churches can get these same subsidies. You just have to find it in your area. You have to find the food pantries in your area. So I know like if I meet a client here and they're telling me, it's, it's an apple or it's off the dollar menu at McDonald's. I'm like, okay, let me get you some nutrient-dense foods. Go to this church. Go to this food right. pantry. So I know for me, they recently asked me on my county to be part of the, well, two, two things, healthy families um, for the county and also to be part of the food pantry. So this is how I acquired all of this information. So now when I meet people, that tell me it's either their medications or food. I'm like, go ahead and buy your medications and this is where you can get some free food. Right, right. So I think a lot of people don't don't realize that that is actually what is taking place. Right. And even if we got to go within the dollar menu or within whatever fast food is affordable to you, we may have to look in there and say, okay, this is, you should eat this and not that or mix this with this. 
Don't eat all of these. Like we may have to do that. And if that's what we got to do, that's what we got to do. No judgment, no shame. Right. And there's nothing wrong with convenience foods. Definitely just enhancing the nutrients, like, you know, making sure that like, you know, no one ever gets like a side salad. They get the side of fries, which there's nothing wrong with that, but definitely flooding your system with a bit more antioxidants and phytochemicals for sure. Right. Like I saw you made, you made a pizza the other day for your kids and I got all the Girl, veggies you threw I on was just going to say about this pizza, somebody who is studying to be a dietitian got on there because she said, I'm studying to be in this field. And because they were like, um, a few people were like, oh, you just threw some spinach on there. Okay. You don't, don't know the mm-hmm. nutrients that are in spinach. Right. I either have, I have bags of frozen spinach in my, um, or frozen something green in mm-hmm. my freezer all the time because that thing becoming in a clutch. Okay. Oh yeah. If I'm running mm-hmm. late and dinner is whatever it's going to be. I'm throwing mm-hmm. in some spinach in there so I can get my kids some nutrients, um, that, you know, the noodles don't fiber, provide, yeah. the cheese don't provide. I'm getting some fiber. I'm getting some vitamin K in there. I'm getting some right. calcium. I'm getting stuff in there that we may not get. And I had one pizza that had red belt, red um, onions and the, one, yeah. and the other one was just um, plain spinach because one person uh-huh. was like, I don't want no red onions with my kids. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, you know, if you are out here, shaming people for what they're trying to do or if you think that um you know somebody trying to come for you they can they can try to yeah a few people try to come for me but it ain't no sweat off my back really i'm not it i'm not shamed by it because i know who i am and i know what to know okay i'll I'll be honest with you if everyone's honest with themselves, everyone does not cook at home 24 seven or rely on the foods. Even if let's say you're ordering from something that may be a little more upscale and a little more health forward. There are times when people do pass through a frozen pizza. I always have one in my, in my freezer always. And, and do you actually okay. know what they're cooking when you order food? at this exactly. I mean, I've been yeah. in food service world as a dietitian and, you know, in consulting. I, I know yeah. what goes on. Not everything is yeah. up and up. So that's one thing. And then the other thing is that the message that I was passing that the persons or pe- persons ignored mm-hmm. is that if you are a busy mom, if you are a busy mm. adult and you are like this frozen pizza, you're coming home from work, you're coming home, you know, and you got nothing else and this frozen pizza in the freezer is the only thing you have, but you got some onions or you got yeah. some, um, uh, spinach. Tomatoes, olives, whatever. Throw it, throw it on. Just throw it on. There. Just to add, add the extra boost. You can still eat and enjoy your pizza. You have that extra boost on there. Okay. That's what and I do. Course, Right. One meal will not cause you to have a deficiency. No, but if no. this is something that you're perpetually doing or you feel, you know, bad about giving your kids frozen pizza, doll it up with some vegetables, yeah. doll it up with, throw a smoothie on the side. I was doing that a lot during right. Christmas. Listen, I was popping out some mozzarella sticks <laughs> and I was giving them some smoothies, great green, you know, smoothies with uh-huh berries and peanut but like I was it was it was good nutritious food 
Yeah. But somebody looking at it may be like, oh, is that what you're feeding yeah. your child? And but you it's- know, it's so funny. It's like even today, I was talking to a client earlier before we hopped on and she was, she started sharing some information with me about her daughter. And she was like, look, my daughter's 14 years old. Because of her genetics, she's a little bit on the bigger side and we've been told not to eat bread. So she was like, you know, I'm a busy mom. I work from home, but I'm like busy and I don't have time to cook. Our sandwich is okay. And I'm like, absolutely. What's wrong with the sandwich? Oh, well, you know, it has a bread. Who told you that? Like, come on, that's B vitamins. <laughs> what? What do you mean? We're putting out one information, one statement, and then we're period, and then that's it. And mm-hmm. then people are running with it, like, okay, you can't have bread. Yeah, like so, bread did not what? cause diabetes. Bread did not cause obesity. Like, what are you talking about? Right. So she was like, you know, Tim, I have to unlearn a lot. And I'm like, yeah, because whatever message this media is giving is actually hurting us and it's promoting orthorexia and it's promoting disordered eating patterns and causing stress absolutely which is then perpetuating more disease because now we're adding stress upon whatever it is that may have been going on yeah it's it's the cycle and we need to break that cycle we absolutely do boundaries like kim said set them boundary boundaries don't let judgment from trolls social media trolls oh my god they don't know your life they you don't even know yeah. them a lot of them some of these people who were talking to me they had a blank screen like you know that black and white screen i don't even know what oh, they look yeah. like. oh yeah my, I don't my know daughter is karen i definitely choose not to uh engage because you're not about to come on my social media living room and try to dictate to me so i just block and have a nice day keep it moving <laughs> Block and have a nice day. That it goes back Bye. to boundaries. That goes back to boundaries. Like, why would you try to have someone to continue to troll right. you when right. you know you are the food and nutrition expert? So, and somebody moment. came up there. Somebody was like, some, "They said something like, here they go, here you go, trying to tell a whole dietitian <laughs> about food and nutrition." Oh, I'm glad someone said that. Huh? I'm glad somebody said that. Yeah, he said that. I was rolling. I was laughing when I read it because I was like, please tell them. And then I said, they missed the whole message, obviously. Yeah, yeah, they honestly did. Honestly did. Mm Because I mean, if if they would have got it in the first place, they would have seen exactly. I think people are just, they just try to be critical. And I try not to say it's because we are, darker skin tone than the majority of the dietetics profession (laughs) black (laughs) i try not to think it's because we're black but sometimes that's where my mind does go to um because i feel like especially black women in society we are not appreciated Mm -hmm. as our other counterparts right um so i think people are always trying to try us yeah I go there often as well. I mean, I go there often with a lot of things, even with content creating um, in general, I feel like I'm not where I could be because of my skin color. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I feel like I put out good um, content, Mm -hmm. but. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, so funny you say that like the other day, I posted this content on vitamin D. 
And I was thinking, you know, when you go and you click on your insights, the majority of people that liked it were people that normally follow me. Let's say, for instance, I don't remember the number, but let's say, for instance, it got like 300 likes. A hundred and... No, no, it got more than... Let let me just tell you the statistics. Hold on. Because I actually want you to see what I'm referring to. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I made a post on vitamin D mm-hmm. and the post got 921 likes, right? Mm-hmm. 241 of those were non-followers and the rest were followers. Mm-hmm. And then I make a post specifically for Black people. Mm. Talking about Black History Month. Mm-hmm. That post got 217 likes and the majority of the likes came from individuals that were not on my page. So I'm realizing... Is that the algorithm? Or is it race? Or is it because I use certain hashtags? Related right, to history? right. Or is it because people saw the post that it was specifically for people of color who right. did not like it? It could be all... So I'm like, how did that post with a lot less likes get more non-followers than in my view a great post about vitamin d that right. didn't even mention race so it, it, it's just weird and i'm realizing i'm thinking you know what it probably ain't even the algorithm it's probably the people that i attract to my page and them being uncomfortable speaking about race related issues right because i remember i had this one client one time and she was like you know came for today's session and she was like mad nervous she was like, do, do you mind like educating me or letting me know like what's going on? I'm like, yeah, like why are you so hesitant? And she was like, she spoke up one time and was like, you know, I, I wanna I wanna know. And she said somebody told her, well, you should already know. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> like, uh-huh. okay, what you wanna know? So like she started asking me like very rudimentary questions and it opened up my eyes to realize some of them really don't know some right. of them are starting from the basics yeah some people don't some of them don't know and they're afraid to ask I'm one that I'm really laid back mm-hmm. and I'm willing to educate most um some people you know when they ask you know they just they ain't really about it they're just trying to either right. a thought up or um you know being um I don't know you, you just can tell that they're not really about it. But oh, for the yeah. part, you know, people who I've had conversations with, I've, I've, I'll, I'll tell them and explain to them. And, and some things I don't even, um, I can't even explain as best as someone who has history rooted here in the United States, because you guys know right. I'm from Haiti. So I'm first generation American, so to speak, because I've lived here since I was six. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm limited even in that aspect as well, but I'm willing to educate, you know, those who really truthfully want mm-hmm. to learn. And, um, you know, you and I, we've had this conversation because Kim has her opinion about this in regards to my name change on Instagram and oh, how yeah. I went from to Black Nutritionist Mama. And Kim's opinions is very valid because do people think that I'm Black Nutritionist Mama because 
I'm saying that I'm only catering to black people. Mm-hmm. That's not what it is. In my mind, I was like, oh yeah, I'm black. I'm a nutritionist. Mm-hmm. I'm a mama. Let me be mm-hmm. black nutritionist mama. Yeah. And then Kim was like, girl, you may. Yeah, because I was like, people may <laughs> think that, as you said, you're exclusive. Mm-hmm. Um, and that you may not serve them when in actuality you do. You right. do serve them regardless of race. Right. But it, it could be a dad. But it's that race thing. It's that race mentality. Like you always take it to yeah. the race part. Like, oh, we see the word black. So right. that may be why your post didn't do right. Because we see the word black. We see black yeah. history month. We see black nutritionist mama. So this is not for me because she's catering only to the black people. Right. When in actuality, right. you know, black history, you know, you should be learning it as well because we're in the United States of America where it's a melting pot of all colors. And you need to just know who your neighbor is, know about their history. We know about American white history. Why not Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Um, American mm -hmm. black history? So just Mm -hmm. because the word black is presented to you, don't automatically think it's a racial thing. That's my identity. I'm a black nutritionist who's also a mother, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm But I sometimes think, do people, you know, feel like I'm, am I catering? No, I'm not only catering to, to black people. Um, I have a multitude of clients of different colors. So mm-hmm. no. Yeah. Yeah. I feel it, It's always a tough one. It's always a tough one to discuss that, that topic um, because of the world that we live in. And I don't think that topic will die. Until yeah. either one, Jesus comes, <laughs> or or two, everyone starts to look like one another. You know, like as the races continue to mingle and mix. Until everyone starts to look alike. But then at the same time, you can have the your hair texture conversation or um, like even with the Hutu and the Tutsis of Rwanda, they had not they weren't racist, they were prejudiced. Mm-hmm. Because like, oh, you're a lighter complexion, your nose is straighter. And that's what caused the whole entire Rwandan genocide to begin with. Is so it? it's, mm-hmm. girl, yes. I probably yes. knew that already. I don't remember. Yeah. But that yeah. sounds, I mean, I knew, I've, you know, I've watched the different movies on it. For sure. I know you watched, I know you watched um, Hotel Rwanda. Watch Hotel Rwanda. There's yeah. a, a really there's another my internet's not working there's another movie called with um Idris Alba about the same thing it's called um man I watched this one over and over and over what is it called it's like a day in September a day in April something like that with Idris with Idris Alba mm-hmm. that's the first one. Um, sometimes in April that's the name sometimes in April Oh, Yo, this that. one right here. That one. You said you watched it multiple times. Yes, this was years ago though, like over ten years ago. Oh, I have to watch it. You know, some of these things I can only watch them once because they're triggering. <laughs> yeah, um, it was very triggering. Yeah, I watched I it over and over that. because I was like, "Yo, they was really chopping up people with them machete." Like that was like the first time I realized like machete actually be going on. Oh yeah, I, they be they be chopping up people in other parts of the world too with their machetes. 
So sometimes in April is a great movie. It really speaks to the divide. Like even like Idris Elba, he played um, the Hutu and his wife was a Tutsi and the Hutus were killing the Tutsis. So him and his wife had children. So the Hutus, they were, were they the dark complexion? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. So they were trying to figure out because he's a Hutu, his wife was a Tutsi and they had children, what were the children considered? Mm. So that, and that was like, a lot of people were going, had that, that issue because they were just two separate tribes. Yeah, because Trevor Noah, I don't know if you've read his book or listened to mm-hmm. it. I, I audibled it. I listened to it on Audible. And he talks about that because, you know, he's from mm-hmm. South Africa and his mm-hmm. mom is um, Native Black to the mm-hmm. country. And his father is Swiss white, I think, something European white. And so there's like different names for the different people Interesting. in the area that he lived in. Um, because of the skin color, like there's different wow. names, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. See, didn't know that. But when you get a spare moment, go ahead and watch sometimes in April. Yeah, get your clean in, get your talent off because you're gonna have a headache from all the crying you're gonna do. Oh, and I'm a it, crier, I'm a movie <laughs> crier. I am, <laughs> and it's so interesting too because, like, even I when I was at Florida State. There was this girl, I forgot her name, but I used to talk to Dolly. Her name was Dolly, D-O-L-O-Y, but she was Indian. So I thought it was D-A-H-L-I. She was in class because her father was an engineer, went from India to Rwanda. So she was in private school with the king's son at the time, or the no, the president's son. Okay. And she said one day he was just gone. Like the kid was like gone. She was like, you know, that was her friend. And then she said, like, two days later, she was gone because, like, U.S. was like, get out, get out now. Mm. So, like, she was like, she would never forget it. But she said it wasn't until she was in her 20s, she realized, oh, it was the Rwandan genocide. Like, she didn't put two and two together. And I was like, girl, shut up. Are you kidding me? And she was like, no, Kim, I'm dead serious. That is crazy. What year was that? (laughs) What year was she in school? This was, um, let me see. This was about 2007. I was talking to her about it because now she was in her 20s. And I was talking to her about this very movie. And she was like, oh, yeah. Let me tell you. At first, I thought she was lying. And she was like, Kim, I promise you, I'm not lying. But the genocide was in the 90s, wasn't it? Let me see. Let's see when the genocide was. Hold on. 1994? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, 1994. Oh, and shoot. I, spoke to her in July. I see it. Tootsies, Hootsies. Girl. Yeah. yeah. So, guys. <laughs> we, we said all of that to say. Yeah. <laughs> this is what we've been up to. And and we're, uh, we want it, Um, you know, going forward to be real, real and not have to put up a facade as we are having conversations with you guys. Please let us us know, like if there's something that you guys want us to delve into and talk about, let us know. Yeah, that would definitely be insightful to know what hot topics are on your radar or something that we may need to discuss that's going on in the news or that's going on in any like health or wellness or lifestyle spaces. Right. That would definitely be helpful. 
Absolutely. So Kim, let, let them know where, where can they find us out here in these streets? Yes, so definitely you can find us on Apple, you can find us on Google Play, and I highly encourage you guys, seeing that we're back, we're back from our hiatus, go ahead and tell a friend about this episode. If you can, we would greatly appreciate it if you can Absolutely. give us five stars and to tune in next week for the episode. Thanks for listening. Have a great day, everyone. Bye, Bye guys.